0: Hello, 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 and welcome into another episode of Topic Thunder, episode two, one, five. And I am joined today by Dylan Hunsinger at Thunder Chats. We will have potentially another get uh, member of the unit on shortly if he can uh, get his baby to sleep. Tame uh, the wild beast. Tame <laughs> the wild beast. But uh, in the meantime, Dylan, um, turns out Giannis is pretty good.
1: Giannis is good at basketball confirmed. Um Giannis is better at basketball when pissed off by James Harden also confirmed.
0: <laughs> this whole thing is so stupid, right? The, yeah. the Harden Giannis thing. Like can we just agree that this whole thing is just dumb? <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know like I I didn't really think about it when it happened. I just thought like oh, of course Harden does this whenever, you know, we're playing him. But ESPN is the real enemy here because yeah. they decided to release that in order to hype up the game tonight, and in turn, it's just like, oh, let's just go ahead and give the Thunder a forty-five point deficit, like loss, you know, after they've been streaking a five-game win streak, I think, is what we've been on, so like mm-hmm. nine
0: nine-game road win streak as well,
1: and shattered. Like It'd be different if we was, like, you know, full strength, fully rested, and, you know, we just got our butts handed to us. But, like, we were like, th- this was a scheduled loss. Like, mm-hmm. on the schedule before, like, a game was played, this was a scheduled loss. We mm-hmm. played the Kings at home, and then we go to Milwaukee and we play the Bucks the night after that. But you throw in the fact that, we're missing Gallinari. Last night was a close game with the Kings. Gallinari's backup, Darius Bazley, is also out. Like, you know, this this just spelled trouble before, you know, before the season even started. And you know, you just add all those things in there, and it's just, you know, it it, it just wasn't going to be good. And as a Thunder fan you know and you know we've been riding this hype and this excitement and it's easy to get caught up in all that because we're exceeding expectations, we're blowing them out of the water but bottom line is the bucks are a great team. Ooh. They're on a historic pace right now and we just we just got our butts handed to us, so it's a nice little uh, snap back to reality if you will.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't like ESPN, man. Like you can't you can't do that. You can't be like looking at this game. So so there's a few factors here, right? Like this is OKC's last nationally televised game for one,
1: which we did good in our first two.
0: Right. But now we're ending on such a poor note. It's it's just going to hurt the narrative again. And then two, like you said they publish The Harden Giannis beef, which again is so stupid because the original reason why this happened is because of Giannis's comment in the all star, uh, like draft lottery, which I hold to this day was meant to be just a lighthearted joke that Harden can't pass the ball.
1: And he even said that,
0: (laughs) yeah, like it wasn't meant to be literally taken as you can't pass the ball. But then Harden comes over the top, and he he basically funnels this in with all of the hate that he's been getting recently about like how the, his game hasn't been appreciated as much, blah, blah, blah. He draws a lot of fouls, like whatever. But he puts all of that into one, and then just goes against Giannis pretty ferociously, might I add. And, like, says he has no skill. He actually said he has no skill. And then doubles down and says that he's a better passer because he has more assists than Kimba Walker. Like, do you actually think that the number of assists you get in a game is directly correlative to how good of a passer you are? Like, Steven Adams gets, I don't know, like, maybe two assists a game, and he's an excellent passer. That doesn't correlate to the number of assists you get per game. So all of that combined, and then ESPN to just put it all out right before the game was utter nonsense. It just gave Giannis a reason to ball out tonight, and he did. Credit to him. We like couldn't stop him whatsoever. And part of that was because we put Diallo in in place of Gallinari, so our lineup was already like a four-guard lineup. Um, so there's a lot and, uh, like Giannis balled out. He, this was his, uh, let me show you what I can do game. And he showed the world what he can do on national television.
1: And and also, you know, even if the Thunder was fully healthy, even if we had Gallinari, even if we had Basley, we don't have anybody that can realistically check Giannis on the roster. Right, Like, last year, we had Paul George and Jeremy Grant. Neither one of them are here now. So, I mean, Giannis is a matchup problem across the league, but, like, there's not even anybody who matches, you know, his his body type that we could even try to throw at him. Well, Hami was the best we could do, and I love Hami to death, man, but he... He, he's he's just not there to guard Giannis. Like he, he's just
0: not there yet. I honestly thought Ferg did the best job tonight. Uh, between Dort, Ferg, and Diallo, the only one that I thought like did marginally well was Ferg, which kind of makes sense. He's like the he's like the defensive guy at this point. Um, Dre would have been nice tonight. That would have
1: been great. It's just like, Gallo is out tonight, but Andre Robertson makes his return.
0: Can you imagine having the defensive presence of, like, 2016 Andre Robertson?
1: It'd be nice. It'd be very nice. It'd
0: be so great. But that's, that's, a, that's a dream at this point. There have been reports now that... Um, As you kind of alluded to, Billy Donovan said Andre Robertson is now practicing with the squad, which apparently is now a new fold in this whole story that's been happening for years, it feels like. Um, By the way it sounded, from the tweets and stories that I read, it sounds like he's not coming back this year regardless, but he's just practicing with the squad, which is a step forward. Mm-hmm. but I kind of feel like we should just expect him to not be there
1: yeah uh, I, I think the report was like he's doing individual workouts So I mean that that kind of matches you know that idea the same thing you've kind of seen with uh DeMarcus Cousins and the Lakers you know he had mm-hmm. his t- ACL torn and <clears throat> the Lakers have even waved DeMarcus Cousins but he's I don't know, th- something through the C B A, like if you're an injured player and you get waived, you can still practice at that team's facilities. Right. A- until, you know, you find another team. So This is weird, but all right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the Lakers are more straight business than the Thunder. Like the Thunder are very professional organization as far as like the way they treat their players. So Andre Robertson hasn't been waived by the Thunder, so like, of course, he's gonna be able to use the facilities and whatnot. But you have to wonder, you know, does this point to, you know, Dre is a free agent coming up in this year, mm. so like, is this a, is this a sign of goodwill or is this a sign of like, hey, we still think there's something there, maybe we bring you back for X,
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what you would offer.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: It's, it's hard, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to like start with that. Just I mean,
1: it would have to be like a proven deal, right? Like, it'd just be, it'd be like... Yeah. A, like, it's maybe like, a, like a mid-level
0: exception, like one year or something like that. It's like a New Orleans deal, essentially. Like, one year, few million dollars. Show us what you got. Yeah. We'll see. But, um, yeah, that would have been great. Uh, one other thing I... So I re- I really am on ESPN's butt today because they I they just made me mad in a lot of ways. So did you watch the game, the pregame, like before the tip off? If you go back and watch it, the preview for the OKC Bucks game was just the ESPN like staff or whatever you call it talking about Bucks versus Celtics and how that matchup would look in the Eastern Conference. and I checked and I checked I was like oh maybe they play tomorrow or the next day maybe they're just like going ahead and looking at those games or maybe the Celtics play tonight and they're just talking about the Celtics none of those things are true the Celtics don't play tonight they don't play against the Bucks anytime soon they just were talking about the Celtics and I was just sitting there like maybe talk about the game that's about to happen in like 10 minutes between the Thunder and the Bucks maybe talk about that a little bit Well, that just just made me really mad again. So that's all I have to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's nothing different than what we've, you know, been experiencing. Like, the national media has slept on the thunder ever since Russ and KD was here. Uh, You know, we've never got the respect that we've deserved. And, um, you know, after tonight, they're going to sleep even harder. I mean, that's (laughs) that's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. (laughs) Even after tonight, we still have the second-best record since Thanksgiving in the league. So, like, this is still a good Thunder team. Like, Thunder fans, like, you know, don't don't hang your head in shame. Like, there was a lot going against us going into this game, even if we weren't fully healthy. And, Ooh. you know, we, we weren't fully healthy. Um, I actually I I made a meme on Instagram, posted it on Twitter. Ooh. And it was, you know, Buzz and Woody. And, you know, Buzz is showing Woody. It's the everywhere meme. And uh, the meme is just overreactions. Overreactions everywhere. Because that's that's (laughs) all I'm seeing on Twitter. So, like, just just chill, man. We're fine.
0: To be fair, this is the biggest death loss we have ever faced in franchise history. So, originally the record was, I think, Thunder Digest posted this. It was a 42-point loss in 2007. And tonight was a 47 point loss. So, didn't get the 50 burger, which is good. But 47 is nothing to be proud of. So, yeah.
1: I will point out that Chris Paul did not play in the fourth quarter. Mm. So,
0: we don't know. We do not know. What
1: could have actually happened?
0: We do not know. Chris Paul. Has proven time and time again he can come back from any deficit, and he just well he wasn't given the opportunity. I think that's I think that's a knock on Billy Donovan to not put him in. Nobody's talking about it, man. Nope. Billy Donovan should be fired, in my opinion, just for that.
1: I'm not going that far, but I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe not that far. Um, yeah, I. I all my notes are basically stuff that didn't happen about the game. So unless you have something that you you particularly found interesting, basketball related, uh, I don't have much else. I just uh, wanna forget it.
1: Uh, I, I think we had a good game plan going into the game. Um mm-hmm. all the way to like the last three minutes of the second quarter, it was really close mm-hmm. and then the Bucks hit two threes and Giannis went on like a ten point run in two minutes. Right. And I mean, that that was basically the game. You know, we tried to chip away at it uh, at the beginning of the third. I think we cut it down to like, I don't know, like 15, 17 at some point. Ooh. And Pat Connaughton caught like a loose ball with like three seconds left in the shot clock about midway through half court and the three point line, just chucked it up, went in nothing but net. And at that point, I was like, we're losing this game. Like, there's, <laughs> there's, like, that's what kind of night the Bucks was having. Like, I don't know how many threes. They ended up hitting, or what kind of percentage they ended up hitting? I'm looking that up as I'm using all these words to describe. So head. while
0: you're looking it up, I just want to say, like the Bucks lineup is just, it's just so exhausting because obviously you have Giannis and you have Chris Middleton, who's having an absolutely stellar performance. But then you're like, all right, even if we stop those two guys, then you have. Wesley Matthews, an excellent three-point shooter, Pat Connington, who's proven himself as well. And then you have Brooke Lopez, who's proven himself as a deadly three-point shooter. And I have Robin Lopez, who's also been proven as a three-point shooter. There's just there's so many weapons that they put off of the bench and on the bench. I mean off uh, on the starting lineup and on the bench, that like no matter what you do, they just have a weapon. And it's so hard to stop.
1: All right, they attempted 45 three-pointers.
0: How many did they make?
1: How many do you think they made?
0: (laughs) 41. God. I don't know. That's what it felt like. Yeah, exactly. Minus 20.
1: Wow. That's a lot. So twenty-one three pointers for those of you that are doing math at home. <laughs> twenty-one out of forty-five. That is good for forty-six point seven percent from three. Absurd. Twenty-one times three is uh, sixty-three points for those of you that are keeping track at home. So that's sixty-three points from the three-point line. <laughs> mm-hmm. To put that in perspective, we scored eighty-six
0: points. So, Louise. Yeah. Well,
1: (laughs) and we, and we, we shot 35 three-pointers. Guess how many we made? Two. Higher. Three. Twelve. Higher. No, whoa, whoa, lower,
0: lower. What? Chill. I was trying to lowball that. Nine. Lower. My God, are you kidding? Seven? Lower. Are you serious? Five? Higher, <laughs> we made six three pointers, six out of
1: 35, good for 17.1 percent. Oh
0: my god, dude,
1: <sighs> what are we yep. doing? That's uh, that's the T.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest, dude, I stopped, I like zoned out in the second half, so I had no idea how bad it was.
1: Yep, that's that's how bad it was. Our largest lead was six. Their largest lead was 51.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: we got out-rebounded 66 to 36.
0: Dude, Dylan, we led the Bucks by six points. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Early about in that. the game. Actually, well, I, I think
1: that was the very beginning of the game. But it was listen, eight to two at one but point. Listen,
0: but listen, we led the Bucks by six points. Yeah. All that matters. Oh my God, 51 points is so many points.
1: 34 assists, to
0: 14 assists. God, which is so bad, dude. Okay, the Bucks' defense also is, like, it's insane. They're, like, I think the number one defense right now in the last, or, like, from February or something like that. So they just have the best offense. So they have the best defense. That's kind of just what it comes down to.
1: Yep, that um, tends to translate to best team in the league.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in the building for some reason, so shout-out Kareem. He played at the Bucks Tierney. Come on now. Well, why is he in Milwaukee, of all places? Because he wants
1: to watch his former team.
0: <laughs> played for L.A. Why is he not in L.A.? That seems like a much more comfortable place to live. The winters in Milwaukee sound terrible. Do we have proof he's never been to a game in LA? He's de- he has to have been to a game in LA. <laughs> I don't remember the last time he was, but like everyone knows Kareem from LA. And then he's just like, uh, I'll hang out in Milwaukee. Well, I just thought that was weird. Anyway, um Yeah, we lost. So that's that. <laughs> So, I think it's... We should, we need to end on some um, lighter news. So, we won yesterday. This is the this first game of a back-to-back. Yeah! It was against the Sacramento Kings. At that point in time, after the victory, we had sole possession of the fifth seed in the conference. I don't want to check the standings right now to know what that looks like. I'm going to do it. No! Well while well, you looked that up so um my personal opinion about this game is that billy donovan decided to do the exact opposite of what he did in chicago with the sole exception that they still win the game so basically fall behind by a lot first half come back in the third and then trade blows in the fourth and then in chicago we won the game while trading blows And in Sacramento, or in Oklahoma City, we traded blows with Sacramento, and we also won the game. So, pretty good game plan. Um, We talk about wins and losses. I personally wouldn't have preferred the first half 19-point deficit, but a win is a win, and I'll take it every time. Also, Michael Cage cannot pronounce Bogdanovich, by the Mm -mm.
1: way.
0: He had a real tough time.
1: Poor Bogdan. He kept saying Bogdan.
0: Yeah, it's because, well, his name is basically, like, the first name. The last name is just a longer version of the first name. <laughs> yeah. You can't really, like, if you can't get the first name, you're you're screwed. So, uh, standings update. Oh, God. Uh,
1: we are now tied for the fifth seed with the Jazz, but we're technically ahead of them if the playoffs were to start today because we have a better conference record. But the Jazz currently lead the Wizards by 14, oh, with oh, no. 832 left.
0: <sighs> Freaking Wizards. So, Oh my god. you want to know their next three games, including tonight? I mean, go ahead. I'm not, I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Wizards, Cavs, Knicks.
1: Mm, that's a smorgasbord
0: of talent right there. <sighs> You have the likes of um, Colin Sexton and uh, Kevin Knox.
1: Hey, there will be no Kevin <laughs> Knox slander on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Well, hey, the
1: Sixers the, the other night. That's true. So, don't count them out.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely stay tuned to that. I'll be rooting for the Cavs and Knicks respectively. Um, so yeah, we'll probably lose the fifth seed tonight after this game in Utah is over. Um, but let's let's not forget that we won yesterday, and let's just let's just bask in that glory uh, for a moment. Um, Buddy Healed, three point champion, went off in his his home state. We love to see that. Um, Gallinari did 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 some things again. He dunked several times. Yes. Several times. Made a lot of threes. Um, and then yeah, they just they they just did the they did the win. They did it. Adams
1: good. Adams did some things too.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what of what the, in, of the
1: dunking variety
0: of the dunking variety? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. so the one thing I had in my notes Steven Adams needs to sell fouls more like there's a difference between flopping and just reacting to contact and everyone knows in Oklahoma that Steven Adams is an oak tree of a man And with that comes the ability to just resist and like be unaffected by any sort of jab or grabbing of the arm and so forth. But because Steven Adams is so strong, the refs are not calling fouls that should be fouls on Steven Adams because he's not reacting to them. And this is obviously like a narrative that's been going around a lot, but I wanted to emphasize it again because it kept happening in this game, in Oklahoma City, and I, I, I just think he needs to—he has to do something about it. He needs to start. He just needs to pretend to be a like marginally weaker than he is, which is still very strong, and he would get the foul calls that he needs.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh what you're saying is something of uh of words put together. <laughs> no, I mean, it, uh I don't know. I just I, uh, that's just not Steve's style. I mean, I know. It's, it's probably not going to happen. It's a it's a fun thought, but Steven's probably just going to continue taking those to the face and it just take
0: sucks. the time with that. He's just he just could he just gets beaten up every day, man. I just like I just like Come on, like at least get the fouls if you're gonna get beaten up every day. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. But anyway, yeah, the only other note I had is that I, I, um, am ashamed of myself for ever doubting that Chris Paul would not show up in the fourth quarter of a closed game because I did in this particular one, and I, I regret everything because <laughs> because he was really good. He didn't play that well in the first 3 quarters so that's why I was like I don't know but then he did like that, he always does. That's
1: what I'm saying man he doesn't. Like he he never plays well. At no. like the beginning of the games and as soon as it hits the 4th quarter it's just like I'm game 6 clay.
0: <laughs> yeah it's like this is all right it looks like there's 15 or 12 minutes on the clock and in the 4th quarter or it looks like I should punch in my my uh, work schedule here and get to work and that that he does. So,
1: so uh, I've, uh, I've done some stat digging here on a, our certain Dennis Schroeder. Cause I think it's obvious uh, he's playing hurt right now. Uh, You know, he's got that hip issue. Uh, He re aggravated it yesterday. He was in a lot of like discomfort. In Ooh. his past two games, he's averaging 11 points on 33% shooting.
0: Oh no! Uh, crap! I forgot the other one.
1: Hold on. <laughs> I think it was uh, 18% from three-point line. Whoa! Yeah, 18% from free throw line and three turnovers yeah, a game. In comparison, for the year, he's been shooting 47%, 38% from the three-point line, and averaging 19 points per game. So there's something clearly wrong with streeter, and uh, you know I don't I don't know if shooters for load managing, but also to take into consideration, we have a we have a pretty sizable break before we play the Clippers on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing that at least is some um, silver lining and all this because we do have back to back basically finals, NBA finals contenders, which is never a good thing. But at least there's like three days rest or whatever it is mm-hmm. between the two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, I, I mean, I noticed it today for sure. He's been he, he just wasn't present like he usually is off the bench. Um, and that obviously hurt us as well as a lot of other things. So, hopefully you know that turns around. um, I just looked it up, so, oh shoot, never mind, I didn't look it up. This is the team the shredder. <laughs> I was like forty eight percent from three of the last two games. That can't be right yeah anyway. uh yeah, I, I believe you i'm I'm not gonna
1: try to figure it out um. Yeah, they don't have tonight's stats on B-Ball Reference yet. Right? Yeah, I was looking. <laughs> I had to go. I had to do some I, analog I math.
0: I hate that they don't like. Why doesn't Basketball Reference do a live update of like scores, just like every other website does? It always takes another day for them to put all of it up, and then they
1: wait till all the games are done and then they put them all. Man.
0: That's so lazy, dude. Just just do them live. Be get with the times. Nobody nobody on the internet wants to wait that long.
1: It's kind of ironic we're calling them lazy for not wanting to put the stats together ourselves.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not looking to look it up. Uh,
1: come on, do my
0: job for Dude, me. come on. I just want to push a button and get it right now. So, yeah. Um, so, we went one and one You know, that was kind of the expected outcome of this doubleheader. We will be, I believe, back home yes. for the Clippers game. So, you know, maybe maybe Dennis can just hang out with his family for a couple days. Just chill out. Everybody kind of regroup from this, this game. I think everyone just wants to get it off of our minds. And, uh, you know, get ready for Paul George to come back a second time to Oklahoma City. Where he was very, um, very questionably not booed at all, which I <laughs> thought was surprising the first time. So, probably gonna be the same this time around. So,
1: so real quick, just looking at our next four games. Oh. Uh, so, obviously, we play the Clippers. Um, then, after that, we go on a road trip first to Detroit. Then to the Knicks. Okay. And then to the Boston Celtics.
0: Oh no. They had me f- till the end. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. The Celtics are playing really good right now. Jason Tatum's playing like a man possessed.
0: So crazy, dude. I love I love watching him play when he doesn't mm-hmm. the Thunder.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Guys like him, Brandon Ingram, you know, that were playing. Under, like, you know, guy shadows. Like, just getting to watch him play so free. It's fun to see.
0: Yeah. And so, I was actually thinking about this today. And this is something we can end on for the pod. But um, uh, I am really excited about what Shea will be next year. Just because third year in the NBA seems to be when you really break out as a star. Mm-hmm. and and seeing Jason Tatum and where he was his second year, pretty similar to Shea in terms of like skill set. And then seeing what he is now, and like, obviously, he's a little, he's a higher draft pick. He was the second overall, but, er was he? Yeah, second overall. And Shea was obviously not that high, but the fact that they're kind of tracking similar in skill set is, like, I was just thinking about that today, and I was like, this is this is going to be super awesome if they can kind of keep close together in terms of, like, skill over time. Because what Jason Tatum is doing right now is so awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. And to see Shay do that with his skill set is going to be, like, even better from my perspective as an OKC fan.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we know Shea's a hard worker because... His time at Kentucky, I mean he was the backup mm-hmm. point guard at the start of his uh season at Kentucky. And then not only did he take the job, but he became a lottery pick. And, you know, from there, you know, just seeing what he did last year to the growth that he's had from year one to year two you know, being able to learn from Chris Ball like he has been and even Schroeder in some aspects and, you know, the other guys like, you know, just being able to take that, soak it up like a sponge and then working on the areas he knows he needs to work on. Like, you know, we know he needs to work on uh, his body like, you know, he needs mm-hmm. to put a little meat on his bones, you know, be able yeah. to finish through contact a little bit better. Um, and, you know, we know he needs to work on a shooting. You know, it's we've seen flashes. But it's still not, you know, knocked down at this point. Um, right. I think if... I mean, if he if he can fine-tune those aspects of his game, like, look out, he's going to be
0: scary. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, because his step-back is... Like, his step-back shot is already unguardable. Nice. Yeah, like, you can't get a hand up in front of him. And if he can, like, make the shot more often, then that's just like an unstoppable weapon so i'm excited um but you know we still have this season to worry about so we'll we'll take it one day at a time uh like we said clippers in three days so we'll have a a little bit of a long break we're probably going to put this up saturday we're recording it friday but um you'll have a nice weekend uh podcast and then we'll be back um uh, Monday, right? Monday game. Three days. Mm, they do that. Tuesday math, right? game. Tuesday game. Okay, so we'll be back Tuesday, um, and unless we, uh, I don't know, we'll have to talk about a weekend podcast. But uh, very le- very latest, we'll be back Tuesday to talk about uh, the next game coming up and anything else that happens. Um, but until then. You can find us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder, as well as um, our merch, which is at Bonfire.com. If you search uh, "thunder," it will show up, and you just click click the what it, whichever shirt or hoodie you like, and uh, you know you can get one for yourself. Um, we've got some stuff in the works right now, um, as far as um content so stay tuned for that if you follow our twitter account you'll you'll see it um we'll also probably announce it here once it's come into fruition so stay tuned for that and um as always you know subscribe do all the good stuff that you do for podcasts if you haven't already five-star reviews if you're on itunes subscribe um, whatever it is, whichever podcast platform you use—iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, whatever else you use—and um, it will be greatly appreciated. We uh, we always appreciate the support of the Thunder fans that you guys have done already. So,
1: yeah, and here soon we've been talking about possibly doing a contest with our merch for anybody with mm-hmm. a five-star rating, positive reviews.
0: So that is something that we need to do, and I keep forgetting to do. And <laughs> this three-day break will be a perfect opportunity to, you know, get something up to to do while we wait for another Thunder game. So, so stay tuned, we'll probably do it, it. y'all. Yeah. It, it'll be up in the next few weeks. By the way, so shout-out to the guy. So we uh, – I don't remember if you weren't on this one, but we alluded to uh, that same contest, and I told people to – um, leave a five star review if you listen to the podcast before we do the contest and you get extra points, and somebody did. So shout out to that to that guy and anyone else, I haven't checked it recently, but anyone else that did that, you get added points to your contest because you guys are active listeners to the podcast at Grayson Willbanks love the podcast
1: with the exclamation point.
0: Grayson Wilbanks, thank you so much, dude. And I quote, great stuff. Heck yeah! Um, so, if you get that up before we tweet out the contest, you are one of our favorites, and you will definitely get some added uh, votes in the uh, drawing for the merch contest giveaway. So, uh, if you if you do that before we get it out, if you're listening, you know, that's you have that advantage. If not, um, you know, enter it with the rest of the Twitter folk. Um, and you'll, you'll have a chance to win whichever merch you want, uh, from our site. And, uh, we'll send it to you pro bono. So until then, um, this is, you know, this, this is the topic thunder podcast. You can find Dylan at thunder chats. Gee. You can find You can find me at Matt Tierney MBA, and as always, thunder.